there, I'm Thanos. Ambor is intended for listeners that have finished reading Worm and are passively familiar with Worm's many fanworks. Fanworks talked about during the show may be spoiled during discussion. And if you're going to listen anyway, ignoring this warning, you will be balanced. You've been warned. Misha's Bad Opinions and Reviews, also known as Mbor, your premier worm fanfiction podcast. I'm Misha. I'm Etch. And today we are joined by the one, the only, the Sleeping Knights. How are you doing? Uh, doing pretty good. I just woke up about an hour ago. I haven't even showered yet, so you're getting me, like, raw. <laughs> get, you're one of those morning showerers, aren't you? Yeah, if I don't shower in the morning, I'm just not awake for the rest of the day. Mm. I'm I'm a little weird. I, if I don't shower at night, I can't go to sleep. I I feel mm. my body feels very itchy and ugly and disgusting. I'm not going to mention my personal habits because. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So full disclosure for everyone listening, this is actually our second attempt recording this episode. Um. So if like the timeline of like when we say things is a little weird. Um, it's because we tried recording this once already, and then it turns out that all of our audio is garbage, except for, uh, Misha's, because Misha is literally perfect. Um, <laughs> damn right I am. So, <laughs> thank you all for being yeah, patient. I literally, I literally got a new mic just for this. I mean, same, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, so did I. This, <laughs> the Samsung Q2U is treating me re- very well. A good microphone. I, I'm literally balancing a mic stand with a professional recording microphone on my leg, so it's right in front of me while I'm sitting down. You have a condenser, right? Yeah, I got a condenser, which mm. means when I when I record, I have to record a mono, then copy the track, and then remix it into a stereo. Yeah, because it it captures 360 sound. Oh wow! Yep. I used to have a condenser, but it was thirty bucks, so. You can guess the quality of that microphone by the price. <laughs> Potato. Yep. Okay, so this is going to also be a little weird because me and Etch did just record another episode last night. So, Etch, <laughs> what have you been reading? <laughs> um, okay, I'm going to try not to say the same things that I will... Well, because the, the next episode is coming out after this one, because this is episode two, but we recorded it before this one. So, I'm just going to try to... God, this is so weird. Um, I have been reading... Let's see. What have I been reading? I'm just scrolling through space battles. I'm so bad at this. Why did we start this podcast? Ah, I've been... I've been... Um, I've been reading It Starts With One. I just love that mm-hmm. so much. Oh, uh, shit, yeah. It Starts With One is that one super political fic by uh, Discreet... <laughs> Yeah, we mentioned it every single episode uh, so far. Um, it's Taylor, maybe. It's not really clear if it's Taylor. I mean, it's pretty clear, but, like, you know, for the sake of having your thread bumped on SB, it's not made clear so that people can discuss it back and forth. Um, 
Uh, someone with bug powers who is described as a girl is going around and, like, killing billionaires because of them them letting the economy go to shit. And, uh, and it, the fic is, like, mostly around dealing with a fallout. Like, it, it focuses on Aisha, who is in this organization run by Annette Hebert, and it talks about, like, um, spoilers, Alexandria is there. And it's really interesting because it's not just, like, a, a worm fic. It's not set on, like, Earth Bet. Alexandria is, like, hundreds of years old, and she founded the PRT in, like, the 1700s. Like, it's, 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 the, the way that parahumans are shown in this fic is so unique, because it feels a lot more natural for the world. It's, a, it's definitely a fic that's more focused around uh, intrigue. I think that's one of the yeah. big, big things that yeah, trying to I also to bring think that, I wouldn't call it a superhero one, fic. Is, um, I think it's interesting because it's, it introduces the AU elements in such a natural way, because mm-hmm. uh, where a lot of AU fix, like the, they literally tell you right off the bat what's different and what's a changed. A lot of AU fix put a, a timeline as its first chapter. Ooh, <laughs> shout out to betrayal! Our, our, uh, shout out, shout out to betrayal! Love you, Chimera. You want to come on the show? Please contact me. That's not a joke. <laughs> it isn't a joke. We've talked about this. Uh, oh, I love betrayal, but uh, yeah, it's like the way that uh, it starts with one introduces its AU elements is so natural and smooth. It just feels so much better. Like there's not, I don't think there's anything inherently bad about posting a, like just a summary of for people who have trouble like understanding the cues. I mean, part but, part of it is also because a, a lot of readers will, if you have like wild alternate universe elements, wild elements that deviate from canon, they'll be like, wait, but that's wrong. Not realizing that, yes, that's the point. It's wrong. <laughs> it's not following canon. It's not following established history. And you, you really should be patient and try, mostly try to give the author the benefit of the doubt, you know? Maybe they know what they're doing, and if it turns out they don't, then yeah, sure, then you can criticize it, whatever, you know? I mean, that's it's kind of a problem not just inherent to AUs, but I think sort of fan fiction in general, where because of the format that it's serialized fiction, you post one chapter, and then everyone reacts to that like that's the only thing that exists, and don't stop to consider, maybe this question will be answered in the yeah. next installment, and I should hold off sharing my opinions until it comes out. That's why uh, Wildbow has Q1A1, which is like, in response to questions, which is about like the lore of Worm, or will something come back, or like, why is something the way it is, Wildbow is like, I'm not going to answer that kind of question, because it can come up later, and it's my right to have that come up later, um, mm-hmm. and not answer your question. Which is good. Yeah, it's a it's a yeah. good policy, and I really should have adopted it when I was writing Potions of Parahumans, because people were like, yeah. how does it work if magic and superheroes are in the same universe? And I tried to answer, and they were like, but wait, this doesn't make sense. And I'm like, oh no, I forgot to put a story <laughs> that answers the questions. And it's just but, answers. But you should still keep on writing that fic. I'm just, I'm just saying. You, you should, yeah. You should. One day. One day, one day. Uh, I've also one been reading Seer by Elf, which is yes. uh, one it of those is, asylum fix kind of. You know, it's, like it's it's a self insert kind of. Uh, yeah. So he actually, so I actually workshopped this idea with Elf quite a bit because I was really into it. Uh, the idea is that um, 
it's a self-insert, meaning the author basically writes themselves as that character in the fic. And the self-insert character is the twin sister of... Um, twin of or slightly Rex. older? Oh, of twin. Rex. Of Rex. Of Rex. They're the twin of uh, Rex Livesy, also known as Lisa's older brother. And uh, I th- I'm pretty sure Cassandra, is, which is her code name in the asylum, triggers up upon seeing her twin's dead body after he commits suicide. Which, spoilers for Worm. Uh, that happens. <laughs> Lisa's older brother commits suicide. Yeah. Um, luckily, we have Reggie. our good friend Thanos telling people who are listening that there are spoilers in this show. Thank you, Thanos. <laughs> Thank you, Thanos. Uh, um, Seer is one of the few fics which are set in like a parahuman asylum. Like, um, there's Bird, which I read a long time ago, which is like about uh, Taylor is in the parahuman asylum for a thinker power. That's actually a common trope, actually. I'm realizing this now. Yeah, because thinkers are the ones that tend to go overboard. The other one I know of is where she gets path of victory and accidentally, what, like lobotomizes someone when she yeah, wakes up. Yeah, that's, um, I want to say it's Data Snake's fic. Uh, I don't know. I don't, remember, I don't remember the title. I think I'm gonna the Google best this. Taylor in an Asylum fic I have ever read has to be Animagio of uh, Crimson and Ooh. Rust. Rust and Crimson, yeah. I, I couldn't... I, I know I tried reading uh, Imago, and there was something that I just... I think it yeah. was a little too slow for me. I think that's what it was. It was It was yeah, called it... Path to Sanity by Data Snake. Um, mm-hmm. Back to Imago and Rust and Crimson. That's one of my favorite... Worm fix of all time because it is. Oh my god! The I keep saying this every single episode. It's so thick. Oh, Everything. it's so you can just bite into it. It's so thick, and also it's another fic where the AU in elements are introduced very slowly, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is why I really like it. I I really wish it would continue, but I go back and I reread. The yeah, Asylum that's uh, because... that's by Earth Scorpion. I want to say. Um, it's yeah, Earth Scorpion. Same same guy who does uh, what's it called um, that that one Overlord fic where uh, Overlady or whatever Overlady yeah I keep seeing it brought up they're they're so it. totally different that I can barely believe that they're like the same author but Imago and Rust and Crimson is so it's so fascinating its world or, it, it, and the mysteries I know it's like a crossover but it really doesn't feel like one it, it feels yeah, like yeah it doesn't feel fiction. like a crossover. Mm. Uh, yeah, like, I had no idea it was a crossover going in. I thought it was an alt power. It wasn't until I actually, to my mistake, started reading, like, the comments in the thread that I realized it was a crossover. But even then, it it, it felt totally natural. Like, a thing with, I think, a lot of crossovers is that they tend to feel very um, haphazard. And this is something that I totally did as well when I was starting out. Uh, like they're just kind of smashed together or, you know, the only crossover aspect is that Taylor has this power, but it's very clear that it doesn't fit in Worm. Mm-hmm. Or, or they don't try to be- blend like themes or, or like things from the other, um, from the other IP and exclusively set it into Worm. Yeah. Yeah. One of the uh, reasons that Potions and Parahumans is taking so long to come out is because I'm trying to be so it's, delicate. It's a genuine. It's a genuine with those, fusion. Those two that's, worlds. That's awesome. Um, yeah. No. I. I think a gen. The, the, we get so few fusions in in Worm fandom. Yeah, I've written two. I mean, we just need to play a polymerization, and that will fuse the two stories. 
But, Zerf, no, but not, neither Dragon you played. Neither you played Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh my lord! No, I did play Yu-Gi-Oh. Lord, but the of thing is, I didn't. I don't know what you're talking about. The thing is, memes is that you've forgotten about my trap card, and then I bring out a spell card. I play Pot of Greed. <laughs> Pot of Greed that allows you to draw two new cards from your hand. See, you, you know, someone, someone I just know the memes. memes. I don't. <laughs> Recording every time that's said in the fucking show, and it's way too much. I play Pot of Greed, which allows me to draw two additional cards from my deck to my hand. The Sleeping Knight? Did you know I that Pot of Greed allows you to draw two new cards? Uh, the Yu-Gi-Oh! Bridge series is so fun. Like, anytime someone plays Pot of Greed, everyone goes, What? But no one even knows what that card does. Yukataz is very good. Anyways, it welcome is. to Embor, where we sometimes talk about worm fan fiction. Uh... Yeah, I was about to say, we, we should get back to this. If this post reading. gets 20k upvotes, Embor is officially a Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> podcast. Etch will have to learn how to play Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> just for this podcast. Anyways, That's how it uh, works. In I America. have been reading Four's a Crowd, um, or I've been trying to chug through it. There, there are some things that I don't like. Obvi- I think I made that clear on a couple of channels and just in couple t- on text discussions. Um... But I think that the exploration of a cluster is very cool. Um, I do what have is criticisms. Force a Crowd? Because I don't actually Force, know what it okay. is. Force a Crowd is a worm fic, obviously. But it's specifically uh, four people triggering as a cluster in Winslow. The four are Taylor, obviously. Greg Veter. Um, mm. Emma Barnes. <laughs> TSK. Ooh. That noise. And... <laughs> And here's the kicker. The fourth person is a random Asian bad boys goon. It's just, it's just oh, randomly just this other Asian guy. But it's it's very okay. cool. I think I think the author um, really tried to do research on how cluster powers and mechanics mesh together in terms of, say, Weaver Dice. I'm not going to say Ward because I haven't read Ward and I don't know how clusters look like in Ward. But from yeah. what I've read of Forza Crowd the the power mechanics themselves mesh together pretty decently a couple of criticisms i do have of it is that i i don't think kiss kill syndrome works the way the fic portrays them as i i, I don't there's just something about like the open adoration that emma has gained for greg veter and taylor that i find a little iffy in terms of just how that would manifest itself and this is one of my biggest gripes with Wormfic in general, actually. I, I don't like, I really don't like it when um, characters talk about their powers with full knowledge of PRT classifications. Oh, yeah, that's, uh, these, yeah, I think, I think in general, Wormfic has a problem where uh, writers tend to forget that they know things that their characters don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I'm I, I, there's, um, there, well. There's this one uh, parody fic called um, what's it called? Uh, the first chapter of every worm fic. I think it's by Thinker Six, the same guy who did the Slaughterhouse Nine Power Tailors. Mm-hmm. And it is it is mm-hmm. so funny. Yeah, she wakes nine. up in the bed and she's like, "She, when I woke up, I must be a Thinker Eight because all I suddenly knew all of these PRT classifications, and certainly not because I read dozens of fanfics." Like, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm not gonna say like that detracts a lot from the fic because it doesn't i think the action is pretty good i think the like the relationship of the characters is at least decently explored to an extent that i don't gag at it 
staggering standards. This fandom is such a high bar. A fic (laughs) with Greg, and you're not. Okay, so here's the thing Shout about Shout outs to Z Fighter. <laughs> no, no, here, no, no, no. Here's the thing about Greg. I do not understand, A, the adoration that Space Battles has for Greg. And I do not understand, B, the absolute vitriol some people have for Greg Veter. Because do you, do you know where Greg Veter falls for me personally as a character? In the middle of bumfuck nowhere. I don't give a shit about Greg Veter. He, he here's is the such thing. I don't, I don't a hate, non-entity. I don't understand I don't hate Greg. why he's so I don't. It's more – it's kind of a meme to dislike him at this point. The thing about Greg is that he is just kind of your rav- average internet weirdo, awkward person. And so um, how do I put this diplomatically? I think a lot of <laughs> oh, oh, it's not, no, no, no. If you had to say that, that's not diplomatic. <laughs> uh, I think a lot of people can relate to that because they've been that in their lives. I know I have been that kind of person in my life or like – I'm just sort of some weirdo on the internet. I have no idea what I'm doing. I feel oh, like, like zero, zero self-awareness, very edgy, you know. Mm. Has... Yeah, like, yeah. I, I, ha- I wouldn't say I've been Greg Vader, but I know that I've felt like I've been Greg Vader before. Um, mm-hmm. Forgive my mispronunciation. I know it's bad. Uh, but the <laughs> other thing is that I think a lot of people hate Greg for one reason. He inconvenienced Taylor, and as we all know, that is a capital crime <laughs> in the world. Punishable family. by death. Punishable yeah, by like, death. Yeah, like, oh my god, like, um, I have to admit, I really enjoy, uh, I, I haven't read this fic, but I'm going to purely because of the cluster trigger with Emma, because I really enjoy fics where Emma is actually a character and not, like, a, uh, a collection of lines. Give me my fucking Frema fix. Guys, come Fremifix. on, come on, fandom. I love Fremifix. I, I, I don't know what I that love... word means. I'm so oh, right. So Fremifix it's... is where Emma is either through through some series of events or through an AU is Taylor's friend. Uh, uh, it's, oh, essentially, yeah. essentially, it's I, I I really like stories that take like the two characters and have Taylor's problems come from the nebulous anywhere else other than just Emma and Sophia and Madison. Uh, I think I think a fic that I think a fic that's not exactly you know amazing literature, but I love it a lot. Has to be wonderful. Uh, not to be confused with what beautiful. Is wonderful is a wonderful one hundred and one cross. Oh my god, I totally remember that one. It's so good. Uh, I love that one. I love because because it's how to it's like undiluted optimism put through a bunch of characters. It's one of those fics, uh, it's one of those fics where nothing bad happens, essentially. It's one of those fics where the stakes are never too high. I think Danny and... fucking dies. Don't, uh, maybe. Oh, yeah. He, he he dies. He dies when the Slaughterhouse Nine first comes to Brockton Bay. That That's like the one negative thing or like the one like the stakes aren't too high. Danny stakes... fucking dies. The, the, no, no, but you, the stakes aren't <laughs> high because in that what Taylor, like her Taylor's power is like very strong, very capable, but it's also all based around people working together. Ha ha, funny joke, I know. <laughs> uh, that's that's a good one. Uh, and it's just, I think Taylor is very Taylor in name only, though I can very much excuse it with the alternate universe elements and her whole mm. changed history, all that. It starts off at Leviathan, so you know. It's yeah. a, it's, a bold it, move. It's a good starting point. 
Yeah, I, I, um, I remember really liking it. It's, it's it's got a lot of the same because uh, it's a crossover with what a wonderful one hundred and one, which is a Wii mm-hmm. U game of all things. Um, it, it, it captures a lot of that colorful optimism that the game had really well. Um, I feel. Yeah, I, I really liked it. Everyone, go read Wonderful. Uh, looping back around to cluster triggers, one of the best fix uh, that I that has cluster dynamics, in my opinion. It has to be Trillium Waltz. I adore Trillium Waltz. I I really like the opening sentences to Trillium Waltz, and I really like the uh, first couple of chapters. As it goes, I will admit that I've lost a little confidence in it, especially regarding um, that scene with Amy going with Taylor to Winslow. That oh, that lost that yeah. lost me a little with the personality. Yeah, that wasn't the through, best. And it was it was a little iffy. It was a little weird. Uh, but you know, idiom does good work. Idiom, idiom's uh, a solid writer. For me, the draw of the fic was just idiom. Uh, I feel like the Carol interlude. That's what really sold me on Trillium Waltz. It has the best Carol interlude I have ever seen in Worm Fic. Period. Where it does that thing where it's like, uh, you, like remember the um, oh my god, what's her name? Kated interview from Worm Proper. Mm-hmm. Like, when you're reading that, and it's like, I sympathize with you, but you're also kind of like a horrible person. But at the same time, like, while they actually managed to make a character who's a terrible person, wow. absolutely horrible, I hate Kaden, actually character- seems sympathetic. Faceted characterization. Con- Who could have thought that could be real? <laughs> um, but with Carol, like, I read that interlude, and I was like, oh my god, like, I still dislike the character for what she does, but now I completely understand, like, every decision she's made. I mean, Carol's, so I, I Carol's, really interlude, Carol's interlude in canon was also, like, I think is a great showcase of her character. And I think people look it over. But let's move on because time we, it's, is... Yeah, it's 20 minutes in and we haven't time, talked about you at all, the sleeping yep, night. Of the Shit. essence. So I was hoping I could distract you guys. <laughs> let's talk about the our guest here today, the sleeping night. Okay. TSK, tell us what you've written or what you write or what you wish you could have written and what will you write. That's a lot of questions. It is a lot of um, questions. Answer okay, all so of what them I've written, or you die. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, what I have written. I have written uh, – I don't think – I've written actually too many fics. But if I were to tell people like what the best of the best are, I would say – Probably slotting in at number one would be Typewriter, which is probably my longest fic so far. Certainly my most popular, for whatever measure of worth that is, uh, which is about uh, Lisa. And and it, there's only one change in that Lisa is aware that she is in a story and things kind of go from there. Uh, there's also... Speaking of Fremifix, uh, In the Blood, which has not received an update, it is only one chapter, but that won't be the case for long. Uh, hey. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, chapter two Excuse for me. In the Blood is written. I'm just working on it, refining it. Uh, That's exciting. There's also, uh, one other fix of mine, what I actually want people to read. Oh, uh, actually... My snippet thread is probably has a lot of stuff I'm very proud of, particularly ghosts, which is uh, another fic that features Lisa. And then there's the letters we never wrote, which is, as far as I'm aware, the only poetry fic in the entire Worm Phantom. I think Stabby Unicorn wrote one, uh, but that's just 
Oh, good old Stabby. Love Stabby. Did Stabby write Stabby's one? amazing. Everyone read Stabby's fix. I, look, I don't... This I isn't don't the Stabby episode. <laughs> That's the next one. <gasps> really? Yeah, it's already recorded. <laughs> yes! I love Stabby. Stabby's amazing. Okay, Fun. so let's let's talk about the first or and the most famous slash popular of TSK's fix then. Let's talk about Typewriter. Typewriter oh, I, is... I just heard I think I just heard TG off in the distance. Give me one second. <laughs> screaming. <laughs> it's just no no, you just hear the sounds of a thousand crabs clicking their claws. <laughs> Muffled crab rave in the distance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Muffled. Uh, typewriter is a it's a wonderful meta- little piece meta- of metafiction. Metafictional piece of writing in that uh, I think TSK, as TSK said, you know, Lisa realizes she's in a story. And what's in, what's great about Typewriter is that even though I want to, did you did you intend it to be a one shot when you first started it, or did you have things like ink stains and a story of you and in memoriam planned for a Typewriter? Well, for a definition of planned, but um, like, did you did you always intend to write more after Typewriter? I had I had a lot of ideas for ways I could continue it. I just wasn't sure if I should try because mm-hmm. you know when, when ironically the first chapter of Typewriter a lot of people actually really liked, and I was afraid that writing more would degrade the quality. But yeah, no, it's just after the thinking about for me. a while. Yeah, but, I, but then I was you, like, had, you came out with ink stains. Yeah, I came out with ink chapter. stains because I was like, there is a story I want to tell. Which is, a typewriter is all about the relationship an author has with uh, his or her work and the characters. And it's also about what stories are and what they mean and what they mean to us and how they affect the world around us. And it's also, uh, typewriter is also a way that I kind of experiment. It's a highly experimental fic. Like, when I wrote uh ink stains i was like the 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 trick for that one was i went to experiment with weaving all different like forms of uh like point of view so i have first person and second person as different thought bubbles but the majority of it's written in third person and then for story of you uh it's entirely in second person which was really fun to write and then uh for in memoriam the story can be written uh in both directions yes yes in memoriam that's one of the things when when that first came out that's something i noticed uh you can you can't it's not like i don't i don't think you plan for people to read it backwards line by line but rather section by section yeah no no, yeah section by section not line by line line it doesn't really no line by line doesn't work but yeah you like if you can read it in reverse section by section like going from the bottom to the top, and it's, it's still, still coherent as a it story. It still works as a stir- story, which is which is you know it's very cool. It's, yeah, it's, it's a lot more tragic going backwards than forwards because like you already know. Well, <sighs> in memoriam is so good. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I do think in memoriam is the one where like uh, a story of you and in memoriam are probably the two chapters I am proudest of. Uh, in memoriam, I wrote that. I wrote that chapter in a single day. Pride. We oh. can't have that in this fandom. What's wrong? <laughs> well, this kidding. is like the one thing I'm proud of of it. Yeah, I wrote that in a single day at lunch uh, period in, in a blur of uh, activity. Um, but and yeah, you, did you uh, always... when I was writing it, 
Did you always know yeah, that sorry, the, the character of the bartender was going to be who he was revealed to be? Like no, when you first I didn't. Him? I knew the bartender had to be someone important to Lisa, but I didn't know who. Originally, the bartender was going to be Danny, but I thought, no, that just doesn't work right. No, that doesn't uh, work For, right. like, the themes of the character. And then when I thought about who the bartender should be, I realized, oh, my God, I know who it has to be. It has to be Reggie because it works in that Reggie is a character who is, for the most part, unwritten. Yeah, we have no idea and what it, he was actually like. We don't even know why he actually committed suicide. Yeah, and so erasing his, his character entirely and remaking him into something else just worked because what was he in the first place? Yeah. Um, and so, and then I thought, but I, I didn't want to have, but like, I was like, I want this to be a reveal. And, but I like, I don't want to write an entire chapter where I can't mention this dude's name because that will just be a nightmare. And then I had the idea, oh, I'll just start at the end. <laughs> pretty cool yeah no it's it, it totally works for me i i left a comment like I, I literally out loud when i first read it and i saw the ending i was like no no and i i, I was i was i was like gasping audibly um oh my god you i think i saw i saw it before the end i'm just trying to figure out where i saw it before the end. <clears throat> when he mentioned that he had a sister i think that was when it was like uh-oh Ah, yeah, that's that's what it was. Do I have a sister? Uh, I think I had a sister, younger, older. What was her name? Do I have a sister? I don't know. I don't remember anymore. And that's when I was like, hmm. I have an inkling. Yeah. I have an inkling of who Ideally, this might be. Yeah. people figure it out in the second segment right before the last line. Like, the thing with, with uh, reveals is that the, the audience should figure it out, like, just a little before the characters do. Yeah, and, and that's, and what, that, that's what makes that's what makes reveals like fun it's what makes it's what you get a sense of satisfaction out of it when mm-hmm. you get it before the characters do yeah yeah but not two before um on the subject of responses to typewriter uh because while i feel like mine was pretty strong i no no response to any fic is as strong as tiny gladiators series of reviews for typewriter i'm looking at i'm looking at um Okay, I found it. I found it. They they are oh my god. Each one is like thirty thousand words, right? Okay, yeah, so TG's reviews yes. are longer than the fic itself. Like going away. Yes, because um, Tiny Gladiator is an absolute a mad, mad genius. <laughs> he's a mad he, I'm convinced that he's an eldritch abomination that just happened to <laughs> like humans. And took a liking to me in particular. That's the only explanation I have for how you will be blessed upon your death. <laughs> like at my funeral, uh, I, fa- I, I found just, my I... response to Tichi's uh, first review. <laughs> I have gazed into the abyss, and by God, did I fucking blink first? <laughs> Jeff, yeah, is... I, every... Jeff pointed oh. out that if you read parts of the review, that uh, he, he has actually... a cheat sheet. He has a cheat sheet for the actual story that is. In yeah, because the there is a story buried under the the piles and piles of memes and dreams and obscure but, tangerines and I like it's it's there is reading them it, it's like it's literally like taking drugs but it's a pleasant trip. Hey, I've had many pleasant trips on drugs, but that's a different that's a different podcast. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> 
But yeah, um, Tiny Gladiator, uh, his his review of the first chapter of Typewriter literally warmed my heart. It was so, like, earnest. I never had a review like that for uh, something I'd wrote before. And we became really good friends after that. Mm -hmm. Um, Actually, right now, I am working on a little something for Meta. Uh, so oh my god, I'll really? look forward to that. Yeah, but whatever it is, yeah. it's not going to be thirty thousand words. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> no, I can't. I don't have the time to write thirty thousand words anymore. I I have a math exam due tomorrow that I haven't studied for at all. School is uh, <laughs> school's for nerds. That's my only response. Shut up. <laughs> uh, yeah, you've also written a few other fix. Uh, yes. TSK. Uh, you mentioned Ghosts briefly earlier, which is an excellent one-shot uh, post-GM, yeah, I, which is... I, I, the full I, name I is The Ghost I really like. I, I really like writing one-shots. As I as I continue with writing, I found that I like writing short, shorter stories, because they're more concise and I can get to the parts I actually want to write faster. And yeah, I think Ghosts is definitely one of my favorite things I've written. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ghosts, it's, yeah, it's... Ghosts is... Um... I can it's it's long. Uh how long is goes? Let me check. It's what, three thousand words? That's is not it, long. Why do I feel like why do I feel like huh, I I remember it being longer for some reason. Because it's just that immersive. It, it it's definitely one of those like it it's it's a downer. I'm gonna come out and say it. it's a bit of a downer when you go through it and uh but it's it's also well written. It pulls at the emotional heartstrings very well it hits emotion very well and it's just a nicely put together package i mean a lot of my fix tend to be on the sadder side and probably that's just because who i am as a person and my writing tends to reflect that but mm. ghost um ghost was two things it was partly a response to other post gm fix that i felt like failed to capture taylor correctly Mm-hmm. Because a lot of post GM fics tend to, they they write Taylor, but they don't um they don't like they don't write you know post GM Taylor. They, they write, write Skitter. They write Warlord Skitter, and that's fine. You can just then like write Warlord Skitter, but post GM Taylor is in a very different place as a character, and I and I I was just kind of annoyed, so mm-hmm. I started writing ghosts. But the other response to Ghost would be was it was me kind of asking the question of can Taylor stop? And this is a personal thing. Like other people can have totally different interpretations. I have a personally, totally different interpretation. Just to, yeah, you know, just to yeah, put yeah that I know out you there. do, and it's totally valid. Just personally, I don't think that Taylor can stop wanting to be a cape. Not after everything she's been through. I mean, I think that, I think and, the one line where you take the most like where you take a lot of that opinion. I want to say is from um spec where she goes i will never do anything half as important as what i've what i've already done yeah that was the line that inspired ghost in its entirety oh, that wow. singular line i mean yeah. it's it's a powerful statement it's it's like jesus christ you're 18 years old and you're having the midlife crisis already <laughs> yeah it's like i thought like taylor like, how do you go from being where you were to being human again it's sort of like another big thing that inspired it, and like this is I lead into it with this quote, uh, like uh, Tolkien about uh, you know that that final little speech by Frodo. How do you pick up the threads of an old life? 
I was just going to say, I have never actually read or watched Lord of the Rings. Oh my god, leave. Leave my life. <laughs> I, no, away. Just, away I, from just me. Just I, I've read the I, first oh one god. and that's it. I've read the first one and that's it. I, you don't, no, no, oh no. my god, there's so, it is good literature, god damn it. <laughs> here's, here's what even worse. Here's what even worse. I own all four books. I own The Hobbit. I own The Same. Two Towers. I, I own Same. every single book. I picked them up at a used bookstore once upon a time and I was like, I'm going to read Tolkien because everyone has read Lord of the Rings and they tell me that is that is literally the starting point of what we know as high fantasy. And then I got halfway through The Hobbit and I was like, I feel like I'm reading Jane Eyre. <laughs> and I put it down. The Hobbit's cool. <laughs> I, 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 I know it's Super Hobbit's Saiyan. Really I, 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 I was never that. into The Hobbit. I, was, I couldn't get into The Hobbit. I read it when I was younger, so it's like it's it was uh, for me like a children's book. I, I'm um, now I'm now waiting. Like once this episode I, goes I live, we're gonna up. get I'm, we're gonna get so much flack for this. People <laughs> be like, "What do you I mean?" I am I am furious right now. <laughs> you have to read Tolkien. <laughs> what do you mean you've never read Tolkien? Next thing you're gonna tell me is that you've never watched classical Star Trek. And guess what, boys and girls? <laughs> I hate I, never watch classical Star Trek. Okay, fun story. I never generation. watched the prequel movies of Star Wars. I've never seen them. And what? Here's the thing. What the I fuck? I really, really wanted to see them. But one time, <laughs> I was watching The Phantom Menace on the flat screen TV in my house. My mom walks in. She freaks the fuck out. Like, I, she, it was worse than if I was watching porn. Like, she, <laughs> she was so, like, how dare you watch this shit? <laughs> so I, I, I turned fuck? it off. The prequels are fun. I watched the prequels while I was recovering from surgery. <laughs> I think, I've I watched think I was the like, prequels what, in the comfort 10? of my living room. I know I was like ten, and I got uh, I had some surgery. I think I got my tonsils removed, and that was a surgery. And they had me recover for like four to five days, and I had nothing to do. So my dad or someone found all the prequel DVDs and just put them on a TV. Now this was when I was very little, so I didn't actually watch uh, Revenge of the Sith. Until I was a teenager, because when I first watched Revenge of the Sith, I was like, why are they just talking? This is fucking boring. So I fast forward all of it until the Battle of Mustafar. Oh, my God. And I watched that on loop for like a day and a half, I want to say. <laughs> okay, so the Battle of Mustafar is like really well choreographed. It's one of my favorite lightsaber duels in all of Star Wars, but I can't believe you skipped the rest of the film. Duel of the Fates. Wait, wait, we should probably get back to talking about Wormfic. Yeah, let's talk about Wormfic you've written, like um, Shades of Purple and Green, which is wait, wait. oh yeah, Shades of Purple and Green. Can we um, can we uh, rehash a bit from the last recording? Okay. Uh, did you guys know that TSK has written a self insert? Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> wait, which one? There's Why two. do you have to bring that up? <laughs> what do you mean? There's two. There's one, right? Technically, there's two. There's uh, the reverse uh, Cora uh, SI. Right? That oh, counts. Jesus, why? Oh, that's, that's not Worm. I don't, I don't care about that. That's not Worm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I forgot about that. Why would you just bring up my old shame like that? <laughs> it wasn't bad. It just You just had no idea where to go with it. And it, then it's it just died. because I, yeah, I, was, totally. I, was looking, I was looking at all the threads you've done. Because that's... I, I, uh, spoilers alert. Spoiler alert. If you've agreed to do this podcast, I will look at everything you've ever written or at least try to. At least on space battles. I was just looking down the threads you've made on space something. battles, and I just saw insanity is sanity when dealing with space battles. And I was like, oh, no. I totally forgot that was the one. Okay. I was like, no, no, this, 
what is this? So that I clicked on it. It actually you lost that all one. that that's you, years you just and like years and years ago. It was <laughs> I mean that's that's fine. I feel like um, it's fine to have written not the best things when you're younger because guess what? You were younger. You you're not a master writer. I mean, hell, I don't think any of us here are right now. Right now, I'm the master podcast recorder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the master podcast recorder because I had the money to buy a microphone. Yeah, that's the real trick. Yeah, um, I can I can sing. <laughs> that's all I got. Um, but yeah, insanity, insanity. Uh, I I liked it a lot. I thought it was fun, even though it was really really silly. It was very silly. You just Inanity, got your friends together when dealing with remains. It's it's a reference uh, to Psych the Musical. There's a Psych yeah. Musical. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. That that that's where it came from. You can look it up. There's literally a bit where uh, the uh, coroner Woody has a song, and he just goes, "Inanity is sanity when dealing with remains," and that's then he launches amazing. into all the different like. It's so weird, but that was the, the that's where the title for the fit came from, and yeah, it was just like, hey, you know, let's SI, but we're our uh, online avatars, and we have no idea what we're doing. Oh, okay, okay. There's another thing that that I thought uh, that was really creative. Yeah, there's another thing that caught my attention because this idea has been suggested on the Cauldron Discord, and I was like, oh my god, this like they these guys just went ahead and fucking did it. Yeah, yeah. It it even though it kind of fell apart after like four chapters, it was still really good because you guys you did it. You did it, Reddit. Like Yep. Uh okay. So now that we got that recycled bit out of the way, let's keep moving. <laughs> uh, it's not recycled because the other one was tossed in the trash. Um <laughs> The last thing I want to talk about is the letters we wrote. Oh, uh, not take two graves? Not about uh shades of purple and green. The letters Just, we wrote. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I want to talk about the letters we wrote because... Uh, that's poetry, and it's really good. It's poetry, and I want to bring that up because it is uh, a fresh format, so to speak, on storytelling. And it's a fresh format, so to speak, in terms of just general fanfic. Because uh, I think this is something that a lot of people not struggle with, but they don't really realize until someone really says it. And that's fan fiction isn't a genre of writing. Fan fiction is a medium for writing it. And in a medium, you can have several different ways to write and several different ways to, you know, tell your story. And I think it's very interesting. And it's very awesome that TSK has taken poetry, even though personally, I'm not the biggest fan of poetry. I think a lot of it is pretentious. I think a lot of it is, you know, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna put gnomes on your lawn. <laughs> I mean, that's not that's not to say there aren't poems I enjoy. Uh, I I love uh, Frost's uh, Road Not Taken. I love uh, Invictus. Oh my god, you are such a that is such a basic pick. <laughs> it is such a basic pick because I've never really like gotten into poetry, so I'm just like you know this this was a good poem, so I like it. Sue me, God. Yes. <sighs> Yeah, yeah, but um, I, I like I, I really respect that you you attempted to go for yeah. like the, the so, different format, the the literal road not taken uh, in the Phantom. <laughs> you know, there's yeah, there's so I few mean, people who who try to experiment with something beyond just like prose. You know, there's I mean tech 
Yeah, uh, Letters We Never Wrote, it was an attempt to tell a story entirely through metaphor and imagery. And I did have a format for each poem. Uh, here, I actually have to bring it up because I'm slightly forgetting what that format was. Mood. But Mood. Um, there was, you. like, I did have, like, a set way of, um, like, sort of, like, developing each poem as... Oh, my God, where is it? Um... I'm looking at my own works right now. That, that works. That works oh, very well is. because I, I want. That's like the question I want to ask you is you know like how did this come to be? Where did this come from? What what inspired you to write a story this way? You know. Okay. Uh. Yeah. So like basically the the first line of everything <coughs> is something that someone notices about each other, and then the last line is something they said to each other, and everything else is just, uh, you know, poetry stuff. But um, the idea with Letters We Never Wrote is that I wanted to write a, uh, a ship fic for uh, Smugbug, which is the, sh- the fandom name for Taylor and Lisa, because I love that ship, and I will stand it till I die. But I also wanted to, didn't want to just do a, um, like, you know, your typical romance story. I wanted to do something unique. And I thought, hey, I bet no one's ever written a poetry fic before. And something I also did was that I I I was wanted to experiment with like formatting, so I literally like went around and I made <laughs> shapes with uh, my poems. I, I heard that that was very painful for you because with oh my god, yeah, I wanted to die when I was trying to format the one that shaped like an umbrella. Yep, within the letters we that never actively wrote. made me want to kill myself. There, there is. Uh, I don't know if there's a stand. I think there's a stand. Yeah, this stanza. There's a stanza that's formatted to look like an umbrella, which is very unique because that you. You ever seen that before? <laughs> yeah, bitch, take yeah. my umbrella. <laughs> yeah, there's also one shaped like a keyhole that now looking at it doesn't look like a keyhole at all, but that's the best I can do. Um, yeah, and there is an actual story in here that you have to parse through the language to find, but uh, yeah, I wanted to do something unique and different from the rest of uh, the Worm mm-hmm. fandom and explore, like, like you said, uh, fan fiction can be in any medium, and I think... One fic that I have to recommend that also does a very different way of telling a story is Discreet's uh, The Girl in the Room. The Girl in yes! the Room. Yes! I love let's, that. Let's move, on, let's move on to the last section of the podcast. Uh, recommendations and quick shills. The Girl in the Room. It, that is, is, it is an interactive it is twine journey. game. Fun fact. It is... Yes, it's it's essentially a choose your own adventure, but realistically, there is only one way to get through it, uh, and it incorporates. Well, I mean, the the, the, the the intricacies are different. Yeah, um, but it also incorporates um, audio. It's not just a pure visual component anymore. Mm-hmm. It's not just purely a, a prose component anymore. There is audio inside, and nope, it's not a screamer. Trust me, I checked. I'm the biggest pussy in the world, and it didn't scare me. It's not <laughs> scary, guys. Trust me. It, it is well. I this will, hmm. wonderful canon compliant take on Emma. Uh, no spoilers, of course. Um, it on, Edge, on the whole point is that you don't know who it is at first. Fuck. I okay. Should we delete that? I don't even know if we no, should delete that. No, we couldn't. What we're doing we it live? We're, do it. we're doing it live. All right. It live. It's this wonderful canon compliant take on Emma during um, after. Uh, I think it was twenty point five where Taylor it come uh, is after, revealed after herself. After Chrysalis, aka yeah. the best arc of the entire story, God. and I will fight people um, on that. And I think even knowing that it's Emma, it's still excellent. 
Oh, oh no, it's still excellent, but I'm like, that is part of the intrigue. I feel like oh, the girl in the room, that, 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 I don't even know if I can call it a fic. It's like, it's an experience. It's a twine game, so yeah, it's an experience. That. It, yeah. it puts you inside Emma's head so well that it is genuinely unnerving. I wouldn't say it's scary, but I would say that it is unsettling. It's also, it's exactly also a little sad. Right I, I, or rather, oh, I feel like, sad. I feel like, like, yeah melancholy not melancholy but like just sadness in general was a big component in in uh the girl in the room yes, yeah it's a wholly unique experience and i can't recommend it enough like mm-hmm. I, I went through and i chose like every single option just because i wanted mm-hmm. to see where it went it, it's yeah, inspired it, me to try my own take on it which i have been working on for a very long time i actually i actually already made my take on it shout outs to the text adventure portion of uh, 17 which is real and i recorded a video of it because i doubt people want to play it after a while um can we be 17 nope i'm not at that chapter yet so we can't (laughs) other wreck beautiful by our very own uh misha which is as far as i'm aware the only crossover in worm fandom with a musical and it's amazing Uh, technically i wrote the hamilton one Oh yeah, last. Yeah, but that's not a thick. That's not, not a thick. It's just a straight up song, um, which is also great. Everyone should uh, listen to that as well. Yep, that yeah. is. Uh, oh, uh, another wreck, another wreck. Uh, for for one of what is quite po- two great Lisa fix. If you if you're like me and you love Lisa, one is in Golden Armor by a very uh, large bear, which is has just beautiful characterization and. Has romance that isn't like creepy or weird in Warwick. <laughs> Who does that? But Only seriously, it, it, it's a fantastic fic, and everyone should read it. it like it, it captures Lisa's character extraordinarily well. It's also just mm-hmm. cute. And, it's also yeah it's also really cute. And people who um, the other know fic, I'm, a, I'm um, a giant slut for cutesy shit like that. So. <laughs> the pitch Honestly, for In Golden Armor is that Tattletale. Find someone who's just so wholesome and pure that there's no bad shit to dig up with her power. It's just, it's just great. And that's... It is. It it's very sweet. It makes you smile. Yeah. Uh, the uh, other Lisa fic I have to recommend is "Thanks for the Memories" by our very own Lord and Savior uh, Baba, Baba Gaia. Gaia. And it's a cyberpunk AU. It, there's only, as far as I can remember, only two chapters out. I thought there was But the three. prose and the idea is so fascinating that it is worth reading for that alone. Uh, let me let me check real it quick. Is I thought just, it was three chapters, but I could be wrong. Oh, is it three chapters? It is three chapters. Oh, nice. Yep. Yeah, it oh. is just, it's just so incredible. I, I, yeah. I like I, well, I I I say this a lot where I'm at a loss for words, but like, thanks for the memories is such a radical AU, and the prose is so brilliant that it's like that's it's Gaia. A, it's like, yeah, it's that's Gaia in general. Like, honestly, you should just read everything Gaia's written, uh, especially Mission <laughs> like, Source caught on your web. That that oh is my the, god, that's uh, the we we need an entire other episode to <laughs> that, talk that's, about that's that. A, that's a separate episode. I feel we like. literally will. We literally yeah, will. we will. <laughs> Okay. Wait, um, wait. Can we, we talk about QED? Uh, she doesn't mention a single, singular real tax form, so it's not a real tax fake, and that's my hot take on QED. <laughs> <laughs> The number man one, right? The one that's entirely yeah, like Claude in Rothschild. It's entirely metaphors. 
Yep. You can, I mean, you can tell what we can't say. Uh, uh, it's a metaphor for a number man's gigantic penis. And now that, <laughs> I thought you were gonna just okay. I, I thought you were gonna say something about his calculator. You know. Now that uh, we're gonna be demonetized forever. <laughs> <laughs> One more wreck. One more wreck. Please, if you would like to give us a, a, a sponsorship <laughs> opportunity, please contact us at www.mboyerpodcast.com. That's not a real website. That's not a real website. <laughs> okay, one more wreck. One more wreck. Life bends down. <laughs> Fuck. It wasn't Edge saying it, so we can't do the joke. <laughs> Edge recommends it every episode, and Edge has not read no, Life Bends no, Down. No, I didn't. Wait, what? I didn't recommend it the first time. We, we, brought, we brought it up the first episode. We brought it up last night with Stabby. Now we're going to bring it up again. Life, read, have, life Bends Down. I have not life read it. Life Bends Down is, I feel if, bad. I you unaware. If Life Bends Down, is, okay, so another record is, uh, if Life Bends Down is not quite your speed, which it wasn't for me, you know, I, I couldn't invest myself into the characters enough to keep reading it i read a, a bit of it if that's not quite your speed um try the other thing perry's written known as um this will not be graded also known as the Memoirs i thought you were gonna say Mr. fan G. service uh no no one should ever recommend fan service anyone who ever <laughs> does recommend fan service needs to go away uh, yeah so i'm going to recommend <laughs> i'm gonna recommend this will not be graded or the memoirs of mr g because it is really funny, and if you just need a good laugh for an afternoon, it's right there, and it is. It's fantastic. probably one of the purest comedy fics in the fandom. It it is it is. <laughs> what did what did someone on Toy Box put it as? I think it was they said something like, "Oh, this is literally just Perry self inserting into Worm." Wow, <laughs> and I was like, okay. that, "That's kind of accurate." My Shout last and final rack kitchen. My last and final wreck has to be Meta by Tiny Gladiator because it is just such a wonderful little story, and you, you have so much fun figuring What's out that sound. Metaphors. It's Tiny Gladiator <laughs> removing you from his friends list. I was like, I was like, I was gonna say like, hey guys, you hear that? I just hear like the sound of millions and millions of crabs just screaming in agony. Oh, yeah. and with that, my work here is done. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I, I think that about wraps us up. Does that wrap? Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much, TSK, for coming on the show. Yeah, Not once, so but twice, because we fucked up the last time. <laughs> um, you are a great guest. You are a great friend. You are a wonderful human being. Um, real human being. Real human well, being. Don't make me cry, you guys. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me twice. It was just as fun both times. Um, One day. Right, One day, uh, if, if we make a Patreon and we get $1,000, we will release a shitty, really, really <laughs> shitty version of this episode with horrible audio, but it'll exi- audio it, it exists. Well, we just kind of bitch about work. <laughs> All right, that's it for us. Thank you very much for listening to Embor. That is Etch and Misha's Bad, Review- Bad Opinions and Reviews, your premier yep. Wormfic podcast. As always, I have been Misha. I've been Etch. And I've been the sleeping night. Thank you. Yeah, very that's your cue. Me. That's your cue. Thank you very much. Uh, good night. Good morning. Good whatever time it is when you guys are listening to this. Bye.